Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing the cheer to young and old, the weak and the bold. Ding dong, ding dong, that is a song. With joyful ring, all caroling, one seems to hear words of the cheer from everywhere filling the air. Oh, how they pound, raising the sound. Oh, hill and dale, telling the tale, gaily they ring while people sing songs of good cheer. Christmas is here. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. On, on his end, on without end. Their joyful tone to every Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Well, Christmas is here, bringing the cheer, tired at all, the weak and the bold, ding dong, ding dong, that is a song, with joyful ring, all caroling, one seems to hear words of good cheer. From everywhere filling the air, oh, how they pound, raising the sound. Or hill and dale telling the tale, gaily they ring. While people sing songs of good cheer, Christmas is here. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. On, on they sing, on without end, their joyful tone to every home. invite you to stand if you're able and join us. Oh, come all you faithful. Adore him.
Sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation, sing all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Christ the Lord. Thank you, and please be seated. Good evening. We're so glad that you've joined us this evening. We welcome you in the sanctuary tonight. We're grateful that you've taken part of your evening to spend with us. We also welcome those that are live streaming with us tonight. Grateful that you have joined us as well. My dear friends, tonight I want to acknowledge our Unity Prayer Chaplains. I'm going to invite them to please stand. These individuals arrived early in the Hell Sacred Space in this beautiful sanctuary, and they're here tonight to hold that sacred space with you. They're here to listen with the ears of their heart, to pray aloud with you, and then to hold what they have heard in the strictest of confidence. So tonight, if you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Thank you for your service, and you may be seated. Join me in our opening prayer tonight. Let's just take that deep breath together. And we know our oneness with each other. We know our oneness with all that is. Grateful to come together tonight to celebrate the birth of Jesus, our teacher, our wayshore. We also come together tonight to remember that birthing process within us, the opportunity to birth that Christ presence each and every moment in our life. And we're grateful for that. And so as we Continue our service together. May we all become aware of this presence and go forth and be this presence in the world to be that Christ presence. So it's with great faith and great joy that we say thank you. Thank you, sweet spirit. And so it is. Amen. Show me where I fit into this place. 
How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? He looks so small, his face and hands so fair. And when he cries, the sun just seems to disappear. But when he laughs, it shines again. How could it be? Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? How could it be this baby in my arms sleeping now so peacefully the son of God the angels said how could it Bravo, bravo. It's Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, and tonight we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And we'll do that tonight, ladies and gentlemen, but we are going to expand the story just a little. Now, all of your favorites will be there, Mary, the angel, the wise men, Herod, but there's one that we tend sometimes to push into the shadows, and tonight we will bring him forth, and his name is Joseph, and of all the people that Jesus encountered, Joseph may well have been one of the most important ones that had a dynamic impact on his life, at least tonight. That's what we'll speculate. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And now it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the census of the whole world should be taken. And Joseph went to register in the town of Bethlehem because he was of the family of David. And then there's Joseph. That reference from Luke is one of the few that the Bible has made about Joseph, which gives us some freedom, gives us some freedom to speculate about who this older man was, his occupation. A single older man whose father, it was the Jewish tradition, 
would select for him a wife. This usually was not a problem, not a problem at all, except when Joseph meets his wife-to-be. She is obviously already with child. Uh-oh. <laughs> Joseph's neighbors were not reluctant to offer advice about what he should do. Suggestions ranged from keep looking to... Oh, you got a good business. Please keep that in mind. <laughs> Bad marriage could make it all unwind. You are all good friends. I'm listening. I'm awake. But I met an angel with a whole new take. She appeared to me in a dream one night. And I told old Joseph, marry, marry, because it's right. The angel informed me. With specific words we spoke. That child in her womb. Was not conceived by you folk. The angel said the child would bring. Something your world has never seen. That what it is, is way beyond our grasp. He is like the key that would open the clasp allowed to spill out the real, true notions. Notions to touch our brains and emotions. Notions to love everyone we see. The sick, the infirmed, those over the sea, and even those who disbelieve all that we do. This child in her womb is like light. To renew. Joseph heard the voice, and he trusted his God. He trusted the angel that he had heard. Now, the Bible doesn't mention that. 
that trust. But when we read about all the things that Joseph did, just at the behest of an angel that appeared in his dreams, you've got to believe that Joseph was God's perfect example of trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 and 24. Be not afraid, Joseph, to take to thee Mary thy wife. I stand here below the house of our future, prepared to give birth, to love, and to nurture. I trust that the God in whom I believe has selected this Joseph, so I need not grieve. With this ring you are made holy to me, for I love you as my soul. You are now my husband. Begotten of the Holy Spirit, Mary will give birth to a son, and Joseph, you are to give him the name Jesus. And my, my dear Mary, for my part in this pact, to love and adore you, and that's an absolute fact. And for our son Jesus, an example I'll be, a safekeeper too, and maybe I'll teach him a trick, a chisel and wood. My dear Mary, I love you and our son Jesus for good. Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. Joseph did what the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife. With this ring, you are made holy to me. I love you as my soul, and you are my wife. Now, on their trek to Bethlehem, remember that Caesar Augustus put forth that degree that all the world should be taxed? And when they were almost to Bethlehem, Joseph realized something. There was never said, besides Mary, God had selected Joseph too. He had been chosen probably because God felt Joseph would do a solid, be a solid provider for his family. But God had also selected Joseph to be the human male example for the baby. The example of, of good, not so good, right, wrong. Humans aren't perfect. As a matter of fact, to be human, it can be messy sometimes. And like us, Joseph probably already had some heart-to-heart -heart conversations with God. You know what I mean. You've probably had those heart-to-heart -heart conversations too about some of those things that you have done. And now Joseph, with a very pregnant Mary, was about to... Joseph! Joseph, my husband. I urge that we speed. The baby's soon due. It's a place that we need. Bethlehem's close by. It's just over the hill. The sense is here. The chances of finding a place are nil. It need not be special. Just a place I can rest. Whatever's left, my dear, I will try my best. Luke chapter 2, verses 6 through 14. And she brought forth brought forth her firstborn son 
and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living in the fields and behold, an angel of the Lord stood by them. And the angel said to them, I bring you good news for today a savior has been born to you. So Jesus arrives. Joseph's a pretty proud father. But then like all new fathers, he looks at himself and questions. I'm some years older than Mary, so as to have a son at this age, a son to teach and show the world, my luck is impossible to gauge. And I do have some knowledge that I can share of the daily world around and that I can transfer to him and explain as not to confound. But I don't have all the answers, God. And I really don't have the time to bone up on the things I'll need. God, do you trust that I'll be just fine? Oh, be quiet, dear husband of mine, and look at the baby before you. God, this is the child God has sent us to save. Just be glad you're a part of God's may you. We're in this together, my husband. We've been selected for this job. So put your mind where it needs to be. All these questions, just give them a lob. Mary is right. I absolutely agree. But my God, please, I'm just a human being. I'm open to all the help you can give, knowledge, consolation, failure, and healing. And the child grew and became strong. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. As did probably Joseph as well. Strong, knowledgeable, and fatherly. Of the Father's love begotten, ere the worlds began to be, He is Alpha and Omega, He the source, the ending He, of the things that are, that have. That future years shall see evermore and evermore. 
Luke chapter 2, verse 22. Before two months had passed, according to the law of Moses, they took the boy Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And something happened there that caused Joseph to wonder and to worry. My name is Simeon, and I am a very old Jewish man. My daily visit to the temple is my must-do behavior, for I live by the Spirit of God that I shall not die before I see the Savior. I went to the temple that day and looked at the faces for clues. There were three that definitely stood out, the three that demanded interviews. I held little Jesus and looked into his eyes, and he returned my gaze with a smile, but he searched in me to my, my very core, not threatening, much more to beguile. Simeon said he was now ready to die, that he had seen salvation. A message to the Gentiles, and for Israel's great glory, Jesus would save the entire nation. But he also had some in private to say to Mary, and those comments gave me great concern. In private, he told me my soul would be pierced, but how he couldn't discern. The temple also had a prophetess, another human of very great age. And for all those who entered the temple, they shared their respect with this great sage. Her name was Anna. And to our Jesus, she would point and smile and say, Jesus was Jerusalem's redeemer, that our, ch our child was salvation's doorway. So you got to figure that Joseph is beginning to recognize that this son, Jesus, is going to be more than just a preacher. <laughs> How did the angel put it? Save his people from their sins? Obviously, son Jesus was very special. But exactly what that really meant, Joseph didn't know. Before Jesus was two years old, a group of astrologers following a star stopped to pay a visit to the Christ child. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. They found the child Jesus with Mary his mother, and falling down, they worshipped him and offered him gifts. Born a king on Bethlehem's plain. Gold I bring to crown him again, king forever, ceasing never over us all to reign. 
They came from the east to witness our son, and the gifts they brought recognized his place. Gold for a king, frankincense for a priest, but this myrrh portends a very dark space. I know our son is to teach. The angel made this clear to me, but teaching does not portend death, and this myrrh almost carries a guarantee. Magi said at King Herod's they'd stopped. An audience with him is a bad, bad sign. Giving kings gold to barely a born child. Another king's, not even Herod's bloodline. Moreover, the Magi tells our family that Jerusalem's chief priests and scribes quoted prophets' dire warning that from Bethlehem a new leader for Israel shall arrive. A troublesome sleep I had that night. The angel reappeared to me. And she ordered us yet another change because of what God our Father had feared. So I got to tell you, Joe, now listen to me. Better get out of town, Jesus, Mary, and you, and only return when I visit again because King Herod's terrified of a coup. The king has sent his army to massacre all kids under two. And Joseph, that means Jesus. So get everyone up and say adieu. A king is a king and there ain't no other. The current king, Herod, has been stating, so get on your mule. There's no time to waste. Flee to Egypt, a safe place for waiting. Matthew chapter 2, verse 14. So Joseph arose, he took the child and his mother by night and withdrew into Egypt so that what was spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I will call my son. The hills are bare at Bethlehem no future for the world they show yet here new life begins to grow from earth's old dust 
So Joseph takes the Holy Family and heads to Egypt. They settle down. Joseph brings with him quite the skill set. You remember, he's a carpenter. And they survive. And they thrive. Joseph does what God probably thought Joseph would do. And that was take care of the family that he had been given. And the child grew, exposed to another culture, another belief system, observed how his father Joseph interacted with it all, and yet kept his basic values. So in Egypt, they lived, survived, thrived, long enough to outlive the one that wanted to end the life of Jesus. Hey, Joe. It's me, the Lord's envoy. Got some good news you really should know. King Herod is dead. No guys after kids. Just happened a short time ago. So get Mary and Jesus together and all the stuff you've collected and be on your way back to Israel. This time you won't be deflected. And continue your efforts to teach him about all the people you'll meet about the world that's good and that's bad, and all the things that go on in the street. You teach him more about religion and the things that you do all day long. You give him a world's foundation so that the child can grow and be strong. Matthew chapter 2, verse 20. So for the fifth time, Joseph arose and took the child and his mother back into the land of Israel. And with the danger from Herod past, Joseph probably thinks how silly he was. And myrrh, that gift that caused him to worry so much, come on. It's just sap from a tree. But I don't trust that guy, Archelaus. He walks in the steps of King Herod. I've had my fill of that human being. Everything about him I'd like to see buried. The angel of the Lord made another visit, this time to suggest Galilee and a town in the region called Nazareth. God knew it'd be a great place to be. Now, when Jesus was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. That's in Luke chapter 2, verse 46 through 50. But on the way back home, on the way back home, something happened. They lost Jesus. 
was a day, a day before Mary and I missed the boy. And it was then that we both grew some frantic. We talked to friends and neighbors on the trek. And discarded their concept of just a preteen antic. Joseph was methodical in our search. But not finding him, our worry increased. And it took us three days and finally arrived. At the place we had gone for the feast. The temple, Joseph, the temple. And he was at the temple. Amidst all the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. And to the response, he would make a reply. And even add some of his own suggestions. And all who were listening were truly amazed at his understanding and his answers. But his parents, having finally found their son, he wanted non-philosophical answers. Son, why hast thou done so to us? Thy father and I, we've been seeking thee. We need now or later this please to discuss, since on earth we're your selected appointees. But Jesus' response was that he must be about his father's business. Scriptural knowledge you already have. These ministers undoubtedly witness. It's humans that you need to know, and that's the kind of knowledge I can sow. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Luke chapter 2, verse 51. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. And the Bible also says Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and grace before God and men. Wisdom, age, grace. The age we know came naturally. The wisdom and the grace, probably from his religious teachers, his mother for sure, and most likely, the man with which he spent almost every day with, his father, Joseph. What Joseph gave Jesus is unimaginable. What Joseph gave Jesus was a way to love people, accept people, all kinds of people. That's what Joseph gave Jesus. All kinds. Love for all kinds of people. Matthew chapter 9, verses 10 and 11. Publicans, tax collectors, and sinners came to the table with Jesus. And the Pharisees, seeing this, ask, why? And then, this from Mark chapter 1, verses 40 and 41. A leper came to him, and he said, If you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched forth his hand, and he touched him. Or this one. Jesus was sitting at the well, and there came a Samaritan woman to draw water. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it, how is it that thou dost ask drink of me? 
For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. John chapter 4, verse 5 through 9. The earthbound Jesus undoubtedly learned a lot from his human parents. And then probably before Jesus began the work of his father, Joseph's Jesus teacher, Joseph's Jesus example, his sustainer, Joseph died. We don't know when, but we can imagine the scene. An aged, distressed Joseph, laying on his bed, his long hair matted surrounding a face wrinkled and ashen gray. Mary is nearby. Jesus, grown to manhood, tall and straight, had been at Joseph's shop most of the day even through the hottest part, completing a project, Jesus enters the shaded room. Joseph rolls his head slightly toward his adult son, blinks in acknowledgement of his arrival. Jesus sits on a low three-legged stool next to the father's low bed. Of what or when or where, there is no record of Joseph's death, but we can believe that scene on that day with Jesus close and Mary dear Ma nearby and maybe. Hey, Joe, this is the angel talking. You and I, oh, we've had our chats. I got to tell you, Joe, above them all, yours and mine were like caveats. I would tell you something nice, or maybe something scary. Bottom line, Joe, they were indicative of a future not always so merry. But you always did the job, Joe, and for that our Godfather smiled. But more than that over the years, Joe, you've got a list of good deeds compiled. But tonight, Joe, I'm here at God's command to give you one final message. No more messing with people on earth. Joe, hop onto your heavenly gold carriage. We're going to see God the Father. He's been looking to welcome you home. Say goodbye to Joseph. Don't forget Mary. You done good, Joe, my boy. Time to go home. Shalom. The ends of the earth are in my hand. The seas dark deep and far off land. And I am thine, I rest in Great Spirit, come and rest in me. Joseph, 
let's thank our cast tonight, okay? And of course, our music team, wow. This is that opportunity to practice that spiritual law of giving and receiving, and we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis tonight. We also invite those that are streaming with us online to make that gift as well. We also invite you to make a year-end gift over and above your normal giving if you've not done so, and there's many ways that we can do that. There's secured online giving at Unity Minneapolis. You can just go to that website, and there's, um, you can uh, give online. Also, there's a QR code that's throughout the sanctuary. You can click that, of course, and give securely as well. There's envelopes in the pews. You can put money in that, checks in that, drop it in a receptacle as you leave the sanctuary tonight. Or you can drop a check in the mail. That's perfectly all right, too. Let's, let's go within and just take a moment and center ourselves again in this one presence, in this one power, God. I'll affirm our church offertory blessing once and then ask you to affirm it with me and then silently. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now silently. Thank you, God. Amen. stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error
was time for our candle lighting service, and I want um, to be sure that everyone has a candle. If you need a candle, would you just raise your hand, and our usher will get to you and give you a candle. Just hold your hand up. Usher will bring you one. Just want to remind you that each candle has an affirmation wrapped around it. It's not there by accident. You didn't receive it by accident. It's yours to work with for the year, so I invite you to um, work with that affirmation this year. I also want to remind you that as we light candles tonight, that the lit candle stays, uh, the lit candle stays upright. The unlit candle, this way and then up again. 
Okay, uh, we would appreciate that very much. As I say each and every year, our custodians will love that too. So thank you. It keeps the wax off the furniture and the carpet as well. But before we have our candle lighting service, uh, Howard Thurman wrote this in 1961, and I'd like to share it with you. It's candles for Christmas. Candles for Christmas. I will light candles this Christmas. Candles of joy despite all sadness. Candles of hope where despair keeps watch. Candles of courage for fears ever present. Candles of peace for tempest-tossed days. Candles of grace to ease heavy burdens. Candles of love to inspire all my living, candles that will burn all year long. Of course, tonight we light these candles in our sanctuary tonight in, a, in honor of Jesus, our teacher and our way shower. We also light these candles to celebrate that divine presence within each and every one of us, that we have the opportunity each year to to birth and rebirth and rebirth. But tonight, we also light these candles in honor of those that have left us this year, those that have left this expression of life. So we light them in that honor as well. So I'm going to invite Reverend Tony and Reverend Kevin to come to the platform and assist me with this. I will light from the Christ candle and then light their candles And those of you at home with us, we invite you to participate in this service as well. Could we have just a little bit of the house lights right now, please, in order to light the candles? It's safer that way. And so let's do that way, and then we'll dim the light shortly. As Jesus told us, we are the light of the world. Each of these candles represent our light. You are the light. And this light shines out from you as a beacon of light into the whole world. Remember that. As you experience this light, remember that you are the light within the light. 
we are never separated from one another. Never, regardless of appearances. The Christ light glows in you and it glows within me right now. It is the light of your own spirit that never grows dim. For truly, you are indeed the light of the world. So I invite you to sing with us together, Silent Night. You may dim the lights, close the lights. total darkness in the sanctuary just for a moment and may we sing another verse of that Lori total we cannot have total darkness in the sanctuary silent night holy night all is calm all is calm all is bright right
invite you to take a moment and look around this beautiful sanctuary and look at the light. Let this candlelight be a symbol of our connection, a symbol of our love, as well as God's ever-present love. This love is made manifest in, through, and as us. Please carefully and gently extinguish your candles, remembering your own divine light is always present and never extinguished. Please join me in prayer. Sweet Spirit, thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ, our brother and way shower. He came to teach us love, justice, and peace. Thank you for the rebirth, the rekindling of the Christ light in me. I lovingly commit to carry my light forward, to illuminate and to shine. This Christmas, I let my light glow brightly, and I am a beacon of love and hope for myself and for others in my life. Thank you for the gift of the Christ in me and for this spiritual community. I am grateful. I am blessed. Thank you, God. Amen. Please stand as you are able and sing joy to the world.
Thank you. 
Now you're doing the right section.
upstairs. I'm parked in back tonight. All right, John, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. 